Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Late night anger management class. This is Portraits Level 2. I am Gable Morenzi. Thanks to Dave Sherapan for throwing it down with us from Las Vegas in Level 1. We're not done yet. Ian Cameron will step up and in. We'll get a new perspective on the NBA and NHL playoffs with Babano. We'll talk baseball with Jason B. Takafin. The Hawks get it done tonight despite the fact uh, that Joel Embiid scored 39 points. They're a dangerous team. Uh, Trey Young drops 35. Bodanovich uh, drops 21. John Collins, 21. John Collins actually is a free agent as well. Um, it is a pretty big free agent class, and John Collins is going to make himself some money. He's a good basketball player. What a job that Nate McMillan uh, has been doing as well. Kawhi Leonard uh, basically carries the Clippers uh, to victory over uh, the Dallas Mavericks in this series. He basically told everyone, just get on my back. Tyrone Lue did uh, push the right buttons uh, with the roster as the series went on, and Dallas were just exposed for the lack of depth uh, that they have. And I think it's been proven. Porzingis is soft, man. Like, for for a dude as big as he is and for as much athletic ability as he has, he just doesn't deliver enough. And he's not a number two. So that's the thing. If you're the Dallas Mavericks, you've got to shake this roster up pretty good. And remember, there was talk of they were going to trade. They tried to trade Porzingis, so they were listening to offers. And remember, Porzingis, like, stopped following him on Instagram or took, like, the Maverick stuff off. Said, oh, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. It's a business. I understand. But then he started playing really well after, right? But he doesn't do it consistently uh, enough. So we'll take a look at uh, Monday's games. James Harden. Uh, James Harden's going to be out game-by-game type of basis. But I think it might be a little bit worse than Brooklyn want us to believe uh, that it is. And this was the the concern with Brooklyn, wasn't it? When they get to the playoffs, are all three of them going to be able to stay healthy? Because I tell you what, if all three of them are healthy, they're going to be tough to beat. Um, the odds makers giving the Milwaukee Bucks a lot of respect uh, tomorrow night. The Bucks are getting one and a half points only. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, only minus one sixteen on the money line. The total is two thirty four in this basketball game, and we have a fresh series here and another interesting one in which the Denver Nuggets are getting five points against Phoenix. And listen, I was on Phoenix's wagon against the Lakers. And it's funny because nobody thought they could beat the Lakers. And now nobody thinks they can they, they lose to the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are a scrappy team, man. Bring it. To be honest, we should come with a warning label. Caution. 24 hours. Okay, yes. May cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The late-night anger match for Crash continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Oberanski. The pimp, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, the Babanos, and everybody else in between. As Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, follow him on Twitter, at Babano, steps up and in to break down some hoops, some NHL playoff action. Babano, always a pleasure. How you doing tonight? Yeah, uh, good to be with you, Gabe. Uh, NBA and NHL playoffs, we're into the second round now. It's getting deeper and deeper, closer to the championship chase, uh, and definitely uh, lots of intriguing uh, uh, situations around both leagues. We see the Clippers win a Game 7 in the NBA. We see the uh, Nets and the uh, the, Haw- uh, and the Hawks get victories in Game 1 of the second round in the NBA. We see the... Uh, uh, Montreal Canadiens just continue this incredible run they've been on. So a lot of great storylines. Yeah, and they keep on going. The games just keep coming at us. There's not as many games uh, at this time in the playoffs, uh, but they they become more and more important, uh, each one. And both the NHL and the NBA, there's still a lot of racetrack left. I know people want to just sort of, you know, hand the championships to, to a couple of teams. So let's start off in the association. The Clippers handle their business uh, today. Um, they a, a, a road team had won every game in the series until today in Game 7. So the Clippers advance. They get the Utah Jazz. And I'll tell you what, Babano, I was thinking about this as I'm watching the Mavericks give the Clippers all they can handle today before the Clippers went on that big run. And the Mavericks really aren't all that good, bro. You know what I'm saying? They really aren't. I mean, they've got Luka and Hardaway's okay. Porzingis, like, they're not a great team. So the Clippers survive. They go 7 it's not going to be any easier for them, bro, against the Utah Jazz. And the oddsmakers agree. Utah opened up uh, a battle as four-point favorites. Uh, four-point favorites in game one. The Clippers are going to get all they can handle from this Utah team. 
Yeah, the Clippers, uh, give them credit. I mean, this was kind of a referendum on the Clippers because they lose today, and this is a disaster for a team that went all in to win a championship, bringing in Kawhi Leonard, bringing in Paul George, you know, and, and all the moves they made a couple of years ago. And Steve Ballmer at that press conference saying, pretty friggin' cool, pretty friggin' cool. You know, yeah, they're not throwing hey, There's no parades. You have a battle. They won a playoff series. All right. They won a playoff series last year. Ballmer didn't bring these guys here to beat the Mavericks in seven. It's done. Now it's Utah. And trust me, trust me, man, if they don't beat the Utah Jazz, it'll be considered a catastrophe and a failure as well. Uh, it would be. I mean, it, it is nice they got the first round win, but it was just as disappointing last year losing in the second round of the Denver Nuggets. And here they are now in the second round getting ready to play the Utah Jazz. And if they lose this series, it is still a disappointment. So their goal is to at least get to the NBA Finals. You want to get there with this roster, but we'll see if they've got it in them. The fact that they struggled so much with Dallas, you know, concerns me. But today... Look, the reason why the Clippers won today, it's very simple. Kawhi got help. The Clippers played a little bit of defense. Luka didn't get any help. And the Mavericks didn't play any defense. You know, that's why the game was won by the L.A. Clippers today. you got to give the guys like Reggie Jackson, uh, Marcus Morris credit for the uh, Clippers. They had big games for them. They gave Kawhi a little support, a little help. Who did Luka have helping him today? I mean, and Luca did everything he could. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, he left it all out there on the basketball court today. And unfortunately, he's got a team around him that's just not giving him enough help uh, in a big game seven like this. And, of course, the defense not really good in the second half at all. Couldn't get any stops when it mattered most. They cut the lead to seven, you know, with about two minutes to go. And it looks like maybe Dallas still has a pulse. And they just <laughs> give up a dreadful dagger three to Reggie Jackson to push the lead back to 10. That was the story of the day for the Dallas Mavericks. Luka was a one-man show. Nobody else stepped up. They didn't play any defense, at least for Kawhi. You know, he got some other uh, contributors stepping up, and they got some stops. That's the difference in the end. But turning the attention to Utah, look, this is a bad spot in Game 1 for the Clippers. I mean, they play seven games with Dallas. they got to play Tuesday Game 1 in the high-altitude, thin air of Salt Lake City, and Utah's rested just waiting for them. Uh, that might look like a little bit of a cheap price, believe it or not, with Utah. They've got the opportunity here to really jump on this Clippers team in Game 1. They played three times this year, most recently. Uh, February the 19th. They played Feb- January 1st. They played January 1st, February 17th, and February 19th. So um, they haven't played in a little while, actually. And Utah won two of the three games. Utah beat them in Utah 106-100. They beat them in Los Angeles 114-96. to And uh, then the Clippers responded two nights later and beat them 116-112. to Going to be a hell of a series, but... You know, as we stated, and you're right, you're right. Uh, I tell you what, Morris was a big difference. He started hitting some shots. Jackson, Terrence Mann, shout out to our boy Matthias, who was complaining that uh, Terrence Mann wasn't wasn't getting on the court enough, and he did. He was a difference look, maker. It was a Ty team Lee, effort. It was a team you. effort today for the Clippers. Ty Lue made some adjustments in this series. Beverly wasn't doing anything. He started playing a whole lot less, and he gave Terrence Mann an opportunity Jackson became a focal point. There were coaching adjustments by Ty Lue. You know, we actually have to give him a little bit of credit in this series. He made some adjustments. He put, I'm going to put guys in there that are going to contribute. They're going to produce. They're going to do something for me to help win this series. Beverly uh, wasn't really doing that. Uh, and he sat him down finally. Give Ty Lue credit. The adjustments made paid off. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, throwing it down with us. So other point spreads right now. The Milwaukee Bucks get a point and a half. James Harden will be out of game two and is listed as uh, as a day-to-day, game-by-game situation right now. That's always that's always the concern when you talk about the Brooklyn Nets. They're a dangerous team. Can they absorb an injury? Maybe to one of these guys, but uh, not to another one of them. 
So it's interesting that Brooklyn are only um, uh, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Money line minus 116, total 234, game one sailed under the number. And then we got Denver and Phoenix going to be an intriguing series. Uh, but battle Phoenix, um, Phoenix cruises and gets it done against the Los Angeles Lakers, and now no one's really given the Denver Nuggets a shot against them. I'm not so sure. I think this is going to be a close series as well. Denver get five in game one, total 219 and a half. And I'll tell you what, Pabano, I told people last week, even before Atlanta had finished off the Knicks, I said, watch out for these guys once they do finish off the Knicks. They can play with Philadelphia. You know, everybody talks about Joel Embiid. Oh, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid. Yeah, Joel Embiid's a great player. But Clint Capella is a very good player. Uh, John Collins is a very good player as well. They've got big men, and listen, man, we saw these guys were alley-ooping, dunking on Joel Embiid. The Atlanta Hawks have talent, and they didn't even have Hunter play. And they're a deep team, the Atlanta Hawks. They've got guys that can shoot. Trey Young's a badass. But the whole thing with Philadelphia, their whole key babano is Joel Embiid. Yet the thing is, Clint Compella can match up with Joel Embiid. It's not like the Sixers have some dominant advantage in the paint right now like they normally do. And that's this is the series where that really pays dividends, Atlanta getting Clint Capella, because this is exactly the kind of guy you want in there right around the rim, right in the low post, right in the paint area when you got to deal with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. And this is definitely going to be a tough series for Philly. It's funny because I had Atlanta in game one before we found out that Embiid was going to play. And then it was announced that Embiid was going to play. And I get people saying to me, oh, we got to bet Philly now. We got to get off this Atlanta bet. I didn't get off the Atlanta bet. I stuck with the Atlanta bet today in game one because how many times do we see two? A team gets their best player back and everybody just relaxes a bit. Everything's going to be fine. We got our guy back, Joel Embiid. We're going to be fine. We just go out there. Things will be great. We'll, we'll win. doesn't always work that way. You relax a little bit too much. And they relaxed on defense way too much in game one this afternoon. That was a barrage of three-point shooting by Atlanta. Trey Young was just sensational, especially in the first, all game, but especially in the first half. And you mentioned John Collins has been good. You mentioned Clint Capella has been good. How about Bogdan Bogdanovich? I mean, what a job he's done shooting the three ball. He made a couple of big shots, especially down the stretch. You know, Gallinari now healthy again. There's just a lot to like about Atlanta. There's no question about that. They didn't have, as you mentioned, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, they played a great series defensively against the Knicks. Uh, like I say, I think Philadelphia, they'll be better. And look, Atlanta was kind of hanging on down the stretch at the end of game one today. You know Philly will be better in game two, but this is going to be a dogfight series for the Sixers. No doubt about it. How much mind. better can it be, though? That's the whole thing. I mean, Embiid scored 39 points. And, you know, this is why I always talk about um, about Ben and people, oh, Ben Simmons this, Ben Simmons that, Ben Simmons so great. Ben Simmons was 3-10 from the free throw line today. And they're hacking a Ben. They're hacking Ben, every team. They're forcing him to shoot up free throws as well. Uh, you know, stall the game. Uh, you know, take you know, steal a few points that way. If you foul him and he misses a free throw, I know there's not a lot of points to give. These are close games. You can't right, be leaving, exactly. especially if you're a guard. Like, come on, like what? You know what I mean? You just you can't have it. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more with Ian Cameron, aka Buffalo, the late night anchor man for basket tickets. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. Technology Grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Grid is available. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. On the radio, internet, TV, satellite, and don't forget our mobile app. So if you're not getting it, you're just not trying. Keep it right here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down with Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Bano. Follow him on Twitter. I have a to get the links to all of his videos, picks, and analysis, and everything else in between. Um, so let's take a look at the National Hockey League, uh, Babano. And I tweeted this out earlier this evening, and I got a lot of retweets and a lot of feedback about it. And I said the Montreal Canadiens are the best bet in sports right now. Uh, they are. The longest win streak in baseball is like four. Um, you know, Any NBA, team that's on a winning NHL. streak is a good bet in sports. I agree yeah. with that. And they're on a six-game winning streak. Six-game uh, winning streak, five of which, Babano, they were underdogs in. Tonight was the first time they were favored. I mean, literally, it was the first time they were favored in the playoffs tonight. <laughs> and, and we, you know, you wonder, all right, well, how are they going to respond as favorites now? No, they're not now underdogs. Well, they cruised as favorites tonight, Babano. The Montreal Canadiens are rolling, the hottest team in the National Hockey League uh, right now, and they're now one win away from eliminating the Winnipeg Jets, and um, they go back-to-back. They play again tomorrow night. Another spectacular performance uh, by the Canadians, by Carey Price. We should note now, two guys, uh, that's 19 in a row now, as well for Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens, in which if they score three or more goals in a playoff game, they win that playoff game. 19 straight playoff wins with Carey Price if they score three or more goals. But, Bano, this team is on a roll right now. That shows you that if they get to th- that magic number of three, there's a damn good chance Carey Price will hold the opponent to two or less. And that is, that's what we're seeing every time out now uh, from Montreal. Going back to the end of that Toronto series in the first round where you know Toronto was barely cracking two goals in the last few games of that series. So, look, they're playing a complete team game. This is everybody that's contributing now. I mean, early in the Toronto series, the issue with Montreal was scoring. Um, and, look, they're not going to ever light up the scoreboard, but they're getting different guys scoring every night. 
that's the impressive part right now. I mean, it's the, it's not just Toffoli and Anderson anymore like it was during the regular season. Kotkaniemi scored big goals. Suzuki scored big goals. Cole Caulfield's had a million chances. You're getting some of the old stallions like Eric Stahl and Corey Perry, who scored again tonight uh, for the, a big goal for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Arturi Lekkonen, who's really been in an offensive drought, he actually chips in a goal. Jo- Yoel Armia with a huge shorthanded goal tonight for Montreal. There are a bunch of different uh, contributors up front for the Montreal. Well, Canadiens. we say with that, though, we're not going to light. They're not going to light it up all the time. Well, they have been in this series. They've scored five goals twice. There's only been three games, so they've won five, three, five, one, and one nothing. So they had the one game that w- that was the uh, the lower scoring game, but they are scoring right now. You're right. They yep. couldn't score. They weren't getting scoring opportunities against the Leafs. They were taking weak shots from far out. They weren't really scary. And they were, oh, Campbell and like they weren't really testing. Uh, Campbell, uh, but now they're just relentless, and yeah, it really is contagious. Papano, you just rattled off a bunch of their players, but everybody sees the the line ahead of them play well, and then they want to get on the ice and match it. Yep. Everybody's just been doing their job officially. There was a couple of mistakes uh, today, uh, but all in all, and really, let's be real, it's um, it's Corey Perry, man. Corey Perry and Eric Stahl, but specifically Corey Perry and Armia, but that line, they're scoring shorthanded goals. But I do believe that the experience of guys like Stahl and specifically Corey Perry, I don't know. I think people are just sort of buying in, saying, you know what, this guy's won before and the system's working for us. It's a definition of a team buying in right now. They're buying into playing good team defense. Um no question about that. I mean, Carey Price is the biggest part of that great team defense. Don't get me wrong, but we need to acknowledge the defensemen in front of him. Like, it's not all Carey Price stealing every single no, game. No, they're playing great. great. But they're playing well in front of him. I'm talking about Joel Edmondson. What a pickup he was. Guy that's won a Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues. And he obviously has been terrific. I'm going to pump the tires of my guy from Hamilton, Ontario, my hometown, Ben Sherratt. What a defenseman, man. What a, yep. what a playoffs this guy's had. Just steady, rock solid, blocking shots, in good position, getting the stick in the way, blocking a million shots in this series, big on the penalty kill, physical, knocking people on their can right in front of the net. This guy's just playing terrific, and nobody's talked about him because it's just he's just Ben Sherrod. He's a little down the depth chart on that blue line. Oh, you're right. He's, he's like, been great. very effective, very, very reliable. Very, very rock solid. Yeah. And, of course, I mentioned Edmondson. Weber's played much better. He's not having those gaffes he made during the the regular season. Petrie has played great, unfortunately gets injured tonight, so that's the one thing you got to worry about a little bit. What's the status of Jeff Petrie after leaving the game due to injury tonight? But that blue line deserves credit. I'm hearing people still say, oh, Carey Price is stealing the series. Carey Price, no. They're playing no. very good defense in front of them. They're getting contributions from the first line through the fourth line offensively. It's time to stop with the narrative that this is all Carey Price. He's a huge part of why they're here. He's not the only reason. You're exactly right. Um, and in this series, and it's nice. Listen, he's the reason that they're here. He's the reason they got through uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But Carey Price hasn't scored 11 goals in three games, right? Um, it's almost like a pitcher that's great. We compare him to Jacob Degrom, you know what I mean? Like because uh, you look at Degrom's dominance uh, right now. But you look at like, and he doesn't get run support, right? Oh, you got to win one nothing, and you got to squeeze it out. Finally, they're giving him some run support. And hey, if you're going to score, like you said, you score three goals. Uh, you score three goals, they've won 19 straight. They score five goals, and how about this, too? It's just it's unbelievable. We've been talking about these stats, Babano, and I'm sure you saw it during the broadcast, which it's like 375 minutes now the Canadians haven't trailed in. So we talk about, like, just being a hot team and winners of six straight. 
They have not trailed at any point in six straight games, right? So they were the first team not to trail in five games since the L.A. Kings in 2012. Now they're, they're the first team not to trail in six games since the Montreal Canadiens did it in 1978. And I, by the way, they won the Stanley Cup, and we talked about their shorthanded goals as well. They matched their franchise record, Babano. Thinking this is a franchise that's gone deep in the playoffs a lot of times and won 24 times. They've only scored, the most they've ever scored is four short- shorthanded goals in the playoffs. They already have four shorthanded goals right now. The last time that they had four shorthanded goals in the playoffs, they won the Stanley Cup in 1986. A lot of connections here, um, Babano. They're looking great, but I'll tell you what. When I watch the Canadians in Jets play, and then I watch Vegas and Colorado play, it's like somebody sped my TV up because Vegas and Colorado seem to play a lot a lot faster brand of hockey, I'll tell you that. And you mentioned the short-handed goals. What's impressive about the short-handed goals is they've come at big times in these games. I remember the short-handed goal Paul Byron scored way back in game one against Toronto Beautiful. You know, to win that game in the first round. It was a critical goal at a big time. Look at the short-handed goal for Yoel Armia tonight uh, against Winnipeg. 3 nothing. It was a huge goal. It was really the backbreaker. It's what really put Winnipeg right behind the eight ball tonight was scoring that goal. They've been critical times of these games where they've scored these shorties uh, as well, and it happened again tonight. Yeah, I know Montreal, We, we were, I don't want to say we have to assume they're going to win. They're probably going to beat Winnipeg now that they're up 3 nothing. I can't see them losing now. No way. Uh, and look, if they play a Vegas or Colorado, they are a decisive underdog again, but never say never. When you've got this defensive structure, when you've got Carey Price, when you've got a little bit of each line helping you out a little bit offensively, it, it is going to be night and day, I think, playing some of these teams compared to the North Division. I'm starting to think the more I watch Vegas and Colorado and Boston and Tampa Bay, these teams just are a lot better than the North Division teams top to bottom. So that will be an adjustment for Montreal. There's more star power, right? Yes. That's, the, that's the thing. They have star power, those teams. You're right. But it's not like Babano, the Canadians, never matched up with the Boston Bruins before, bro. You know what I mean? And unlike unlike the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Canadians have beaten the Bruins in the playoffs. If you've got Carey Price, you've got a chance against anybody. You've got a chance against anybody. You, you really do. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. But, yeah, I, I can't dispute it, though. Just watching. It's like different leagues. It's almost like watching AHL hockey. and uh, <laughs> It's like watching AHL and NHL hockey. So, But, I, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, Babano. And it's funny. Like, Joe Harris said that uh, of the Brooklyn Nets. Like, after when Harden got hurt, he said, these are the playoffs, man. He goes, you never know what's going to happen. And you can't take anything for granted. And it's true. You know, how many people thought the, the Islanders and Bruins? Like, ever all oh, the Bruins, the Bruins. This is a battle, bro. The Bruins might not survive the Islanders, but bad This is getting real right now, this series. No, it is. And the and, and the New York Islanders deserve credit. They were, you know, they needed to win uh, Saturday night. Big underdogs uh, tomorrow, but bad Plus 156. Yeah, they are. And it's been obviously a series where it's been back and forth. You bet the loser of the last game, uh, you're, you're gold in the series so far. And you would think Boston comes back. Pretty strong and and has a chance to win, but I don't know if I'm comfortable laying that kind of price. What I will say is is with the Bruins is Bruce Cassidy was not thrilled with their uh, passing up opportunities to shoot. And we find that a lot of teams, their best offense is just firing every puck they can at the net. 
And the Bruins apparently, in the coach's mind, turned down a lot of shot opportunities last uh, Saturday night uh, against the uh, New York Islanders in that loss. The Islanders got stronger, though, as the game went on. Matthew Barzell has found his game for the New York Islanders. That's the best and most encouraging news you could have in terms of your chances of winning this series and going beyond is that Matthew Barzell has found his game finally. He did nothing in the playoffs until game three when he scored the game-tying goal. And, of course, he gets the uh, game-winning goal, gets an assist as well, a two-point night for Matthew Barzell. The fact that the Islanders are starting to get him back in form again, that's good news for them. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, breaking it down with us. We'll get into Tampa Bay and Carolina on the other side. So the Boston Bruins, minus 186. It's too big, man. It's too big. Uh, you know, they were too big of favorites coming into the series, and they just they, they resist um, – you know, they, they resist lowering the number. So Boston minus 186. The Islanders are plus 156. Total five and a half. Then we've got Tampa Bay and Carolina. Tampa are one win away uh, from eliminating uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. And it's the one thing that we've talked about. I learned my lesson, guys. I bet on the Florida Panthers in game one of the playoffs against Tampa. And they were up. I think it was like 3-1, whatever. Boom. Next thing we knew, we lost 4-3. And I watched that game, and I said, you know what? I'm not betting against this team anymore. Literally and figuratively. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to chase. And I even said, watch, Tampa will win a bunch of heartbreakers against these guys. And now you look at the role that they're on. We'll get the battles take on Tampa Bay moving forward on the other side. The late-night anger management class continues. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you've found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. 
Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Sports Rage Late Night Kid Kid, you Sirius XM Channel 204. I am Gabe Marinci, breaking it down with Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Bano. So we're talking about Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, Tampa looking to eliminate the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes on their home ice getting plus 108. Tampa Bay Lightning minus 126. Total five and a half in this hockey game. Uh, Babano, how do you think this plays out? Yeah, I mean, this one is interesting because uh, I've been drinking Carolina's Kool-Aid a little bit throughout the playoffs, but the series is starting to get away from them. Uh, I don't think there's much doubt about that uh, with the way things have gone. I mean, when you look at the last game, they score four goals against Andre Basilevsky and the Lightning, and you don't win that game. That's that's very frustrating, and they have only themselves to blame. You can't take six penalties to one uh, for Tampa Bay and expect to beat them. You know, they were in the box for the whole first two periods of game uh, four the other day, uh, and that's trouble. You know, you're not going to beat Tampa Bay that way, having to kill off that many penalties, and the lightning power play uh, made them pay for it. So the discipline's got to be better. Uh, Morozik, you know, he gave up six goals, but I don't think he could have blamed him on a bunch of them. You know, there was one that was deflected. There were a couple of there were great passing plays. I don't think he really – there was not really that one truly bad goal that went in on him. Nevertheless, I think he's going to go back to Nedeljkovic, uh, the young kid in net here in this game, and a must-win for uh, Carolina. I wouldn't put it past Carolina to bring a strong one more strong effort, not to avoid getting eliminated at home, but I think they're just yeah. prolonging the inevitable here. I don't have a strong thought, but uh, Tampa Bay is going to win this series. And the one thing about Tampa Bay is they've been pretty good when they've had the chance to close out somebody. You know, that's something you want to keep in mind when they have the chance to end a series and going back to last year as well. When they won the Stanley Cup, they had a chance to end a series. They were pretty good at getting the job done. So it's a tough team to go against in a spot like this. They've been very good. That first shot to eliminate a team, they've been really good at finishing it off. And that's the that's one of the reasons why I like the Tampa Bay Lightning as much as I do of a battle like you've been drinking the, the Carolina. I sort of just hopped on the Lightning and have been betting them pretty much every game. Um, through through the playoffs, it's been profitable. But without being stated, this does feel like, you know, it's not like Carolina's getting dominated or anything like that. They're just not, you know what I mean? They're on the short end of this. But I'm a little hesitant. I could see Carolina winning this game and then Tampa going back home and winning in six. I could too. Uh, that, that's what that's what makes this one tough. I mean, I've lost enough with Carolina, including you know Game Four the other day, where I'm not rushing to back them. Uh, but I feel like if I'm jumping on Tampa Bay tomorrow night, you know, you could get that rise up effort from Carolina. They don't want to lose on home ice, and they are still a very good team. You look at Game One, you look at Game Two. You know, they bury a couple of their chances. They could have won those games. They were one goal games. They were right in them, both of them. And it was just one, you know, one shot, one goal was the difference in both of them. You know, and the fact that they had to play this series without Niederreiter and Trocek, you know, two of their better forwards, uh, it's going to be some, uh, we're going to have to see if uh, Carolina can get uh, that offense back uh, rolling like it did the last game. But it's simple. They need to maintain discipline. They took too many penalties in game four. Brindamore talked about it. He also tried to angle for more penalties called against Tampa Bay <laughs> that loss again in, in game four. So we'll have to see if the uh, referees hear that going into Monday's game. We're going to talk some baseball later on with Jason B. Takafen, but looking at Monday's board, uh, Babano, it's a light one. Um, it, it's a light one on uh, on Monday. How, how'd you do with the baseball uh, this weekend? And with all the playoff action, are you betting less baseball or are you still betting the same amount of baseball, even with the NBA and the uh, NHL playoffs going on? 
Oh, yeah, I'm betting baseball every day, but Sunday is never the good day to ask me how I did because Sundays always stink for me. Uh, it's just one of those days where Sundays are tough. I don't know what it is. Get away, David Battle. It's a train yeah. wreck. Sunday baseball scares me, I tell you. I've been telling people this for years, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's been my worst day hands down. Like I've had a lot of good days in the other days of the week, but Monday consistently, I think every single Sunday uh, this year in baseball for me has been a bad day. And today was uh, more of the same, except for Seattle. Seattle got it done for me as an underdog today. I like Logan Gilbert, their young pitcher. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, tomorrow's a little bit of a uh, shorter uh, baseball card. Uh, no question uh, about that. But, uh, yeah, as long as I avoid Sundays uh, in Major League Baseball, feels like I've got a better potential for success. And probably that's going to be the case tomorrow. Uh, when you look at it tomorrow, we've got Kansas City and uh, the Angels. We've got the Cubs uh, and the Padres. You know, only a couple of games tomorrow. Uh, when you look at Miami and Boston, be careful with Boston. They're laying a big price. They just come off the Yankees series. Come off the series. Yankees series, yeah. Yeah, Nick Pavetta's a decent pitcher, but he's not like a shutdown. Miami's you know, struggling, though, the bad up. You know what? I keep waiting for Miami to win a couple of games. They're just not. They're, yeah. You know what I mean? It's been a bad week for them. That's a tough one for sure. Royals and Angels. Look, Royals are playing a better baseball, and the Angels yeah. are. We don't know who the pitchers are in that game, but I'll, I'll handicap it. You know, not knowing who the pitchers are and tell you, I'm interested in Kansas City as an underdog. They played some better baseball lately. Sal Perez, Benintendi, Whit Merrifield. Uh, that lineup has really started to collectively hit and click all at the same time. Their starting pitching's a little iffy, but their bullpen's been great. Kansas City's putting a nice little run together. Depending on who's on the mound, I'm definitely interested on Kansas City there as a dog. We should note um, the Kansas City Royals 7-1-2 and two to the over in their last 10 games. As Babano mentioned, I've been on a few of those. Yes, good over yeah, team right now. They're hitting the baseball, so you know something to keep your eye on as far as the totals are concerned. And um, we talked about the Marlins. The Marlins are just 2-8 and eight in their last 10 uh, baseball games. And, you know, it's kind of a modest price with San Diego against the Cubs here, uh, Babano. A modest overnight price. Seeing about 25 cents uh, right now. Baseball season's rolled along here, man. Like I said, we're going to get into some baseball futures um, a little bit later on with Jason B. Uh, Takafin. And, you know, we'll get into San Francisco's uh, losing Evan Longoria for four to six weeks. One of the biggest surprises in the league, uh, Babano, has been the San Francisco team and Boston as well. As you mentioned, Boston tomorrow. You know, it's just it's hard to get in front of them. I get it. They're coming off the Yankees series. But so what? Boston have been winning baseball games this year. No, they have. They have. And that's the only thing that would worry me about that spot. But it's hard to endorse Miami right now. They're not hitting collectively uh, as a group right now. They're starting pitching's uh, falling off a little. And Pablo Lopez, his number, his ERA for the season's not bad, but his road ERA is way higher than his overall ERA. And that's where his struggles have been throughout most of the season, pitching on the road. And look, pitching at Fenway Park is never a, a picnic uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So that, as much as I don't trust the price, laying a price with Boston off the Yankees series, and for both of those teams, the Yankees and the Red Sox, when they play that first game after playing each other, the, the results in terms of them losing that game are pretty stunning. You know how poorly they've done that first game after they play that head-to-head series. But I just don't know if I trust Miami enough. And their bullpen's just terrible at this rate. Their bullpen imploded Saturday against the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates. They had a 6-2 lead in that game. They lost 8-7. So you can't trust that bullpen to get out late in games. So that's why that's a tough game. I don't love the spot for Boston. But is Miami good enough to take advantage? I don't think so right now. Ian Cameron kicking with us. So up a battle before we get you out of here. Have you, uh, have you dug into your research for the Euros? They're set to start. It's um, it's Euro soccer. My sources have done the research for that. We no. all know, yeah, I'll we all know what a big soccer fan you are, Babano. <laughs> I'll but just that, them. I think Belgium's pretty good. 
Yeah, so that's what's that? What, is he your golf guy? Your golf guy's your soccer guy, too? <laughs> no, no, it's different. someone different that I use for uh, soccer, not the uh, same guy as the uh, uh, the golf guy. But, no, I mean, it, I'll watch. I'll tune in. Uh, actually, the Euro and the World Cup, I'll actually watch a little bit of it because it's the middle of the summer. It's not like there's a whole lot going on uh, in the sports world. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. Belgium's that one team that I like watch. And the reason why I mentioned Belgium is because Belgium's one of these teams that actually plays exciting soccer. You know, they play exciting pace. They go up and down the field. You know, they try to get chances. They've got some strikers. They've got some finishers, which is good to see. They don't sit back, play defense. Uh, I like teams like that. I like countries like that. And that's why Belgium, they always stand out to me when the uh, Euros begin. You know what? Um, Babano's Twitter is the best during soccer. When you start doing soccer tweets, uh, it's like you rip soccer uh, all every day. All oh, you're oh, I'm not. I don't do soccer. And then whenever there's these big events, there you are tweeting away about these matches. I can't believe this team can't score. And you're like, you don't even watch soccer. What do you mean you can't believe it? <laughs> you know, well, I, I, don't I don't even know. I, I don't disbelieve that any team can't score. We know scoring is difficult sometimes in uh, in uh, soccer. He <laughs> Cameron, A.K. Uh, Babano uh, was. No, you know what? For me, Babano. Listen, I love it, but you know what I mean. I don't, man. I can't tell you about like, oh, yeah, how's Russia looking and Russia's dudes and this and that, right? But yeah. I get into it. I do bet a lot of soccer, though, right? And yeah. I'm good at just sort of the numbers, the in game. You know, I just I, I sort of have a good grip on it. I expect to do well. And, you know, I expect to do well with totals as well. Right. So and you know what's cool is during the day battle as well. Right. So something to uh, something to watch during the during the afternoon and during the day uh, look, for the NBA and NHL playoffs, too. People think I know absolutely zilch about soccer. I can actually tell you two players on that Belgian team I just talked about. Kevin De Bruyne. I've heard of him. He's a pretty yep. good player. And Romelu Lukaku. There you go. And they're going to be on the Belgian team. See, I know well, a little so, something. So, but, but you're giving Belgium then. That's your pick. It's not a crazy pick. I don't believe in them. But um, I know others do. That's why I like them. If they play, they yeah, they do. You know what? We talked about it. Like put it this way, about you don't have to be a soccer expert. Like England are favorites to win the tournament. The last time they won was 1966. Did they they're ever like, do anything in the Euro? Like the, Even I know like that. The Maple That's what I'm saying. Euro, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't need to be a soccer expert to know that. No, you can't bet on England as a favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're better at making fish and chips than play at winning Euro championships in soccer. That's bold. Yeah. Oh, listen to Babano taking shots now. Ian Cameron. All right, you can find Babano on Twitter. Um, at Babano. What do you got going on this week? Where can people uh, find you, Babano? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bobano. We've got Pub Sports Radio, MLB Closing Time Show, NBA Closing Time Show seven days a week. We've got the Ice Guys NHL show for the rest of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs seven days a week. Myself, Alex B. Smith, and Jimmy Murphy uh, with that. Uh, you know, we've only got a month left, and then hockey will be over. So uh, enjoy it while we can. But uh, still lots of uh, NHL and NBA playoffs left. And uh, looking forward to seeing how it plays out. It's getting exciting as we get closer to crowning a champion in both sports. And and uh, joking about handicapping the uh, the Euros, but bad. Oh, it's not all that far off once the playoffs are done. NFL football, man, preseason's around the corner. College football will be here. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, we're already into June, right? College football starts uh, earlier than normal uh, this year. They're uh, they're chomping at the bit to get out there after missing some games uh, last year. We're chomping at the bit to lay it down. Ian Cameron, AK Babano, always good Babano. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Keith. Ian Cameron uh, with us. Great stuff uh, with Babano, uh, as always. All right, uh, so looking at the uh, the futures here, uh, England, plus 470 uh, for the, the Euro. France is plus 500 right now. Belgium 
as uh, Babano's riding Belgium plus six fifty, Spain seven to one, Germany plus seven fifty, Italy. I've been seeing a lot of love for the Italians actually. I have been seeing a lot of love for the Italians uh, coming into this uh, tournament. Portugal, who are always undervalued, Portugal uh, nine to one. Portugal are one of those, you know, they're one of those teams and nations that play better in like I don't know in big events. They do. You know what I mean? You know, they they just do. They always have. Um, I mean, look, they've won Euros. They've made it uh, to the finals and in that catastrophe when they lost to, to Greece. But they've had a lot of international success, uh, Portugal. Nine to one, the Portuguese are. The thing is with this, it's so crazy. You, you don't know where these games are going to be, right, moving forward. And there's something, you know what, I like France, but France are in a vicious group. And... Like, where are the matches going to end up being as the tournament uh, moves on? I guess it depends on who wins the groups and stuff like that. Like, there's all kinds of, I don't know. It seems that it's very, very tricky. You know, you notice this in sports now. It used to be like, man, like people would want to host these things, right? Like, one country would proudly want to host, and it would be like, remember the first time? Like, what do you mean it's going to be in multiple places? Now, no one, no one wants to host it. No one can afford to host it. No one wants to host anything at once. Look at the Olympics. Nobody wants the Olympics. They don't even want the Olympics in Japan right now. Right? Look at the World Cup. It's in Mexico, United States, and Canada. Right? That would have been unheard before. It just would have been in the USA. But it makes these tournaments a little trickier to handicap. You don't know where teams are going to be playing exactly. But I'm fired up for some afternoon soccer. Let's do it. The late-night anger management class continues. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. 
Working hard 24 hours a day to give you your USRDA of the winning edge. Everything a growing boy needs. Sit up straight. Get it right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Oh, yeah. Part of the three-minute warning. Level two. Uh, we're going to get into some baseball talk with Jason B. Takafin at level three. If you're into baseball, we'll run the gauntlet. And it's a lot, you know, it's a big controversy in baseball right now. That's not really, it's being talked about. Everybody talks about um, how nobody can hit and the, the the averages are so low. But there's a reason why. And one of the reasons why is the fact that pitchers are using, they're using like this ultra grip man stuff. It started off with rosin. And you remember we talked about this with Trevor Bauer, about Trevor Bauer before, in which he basically publicly said about how you can get a better spin rate with rosin and other sticky substances. But it's gotten to the point now where, where like basically like logos are missing off of the ball and stitches are coming off of the ball and stuff like the the balls are getting stuck to players' hands when they pick them up. You'll notice teams don't want the umpires touching a ball if they can, so they'll they'll throw it in the dugout quickly. They'll throw it into the stands, like, and these balls are sticky as hell uh, right now. So we're gonna get into this. It's pretty crazy how how like blatant it is right now in baseball. And baseball just announced they're cracking down. They're cracking down for real, like starting starting like this week, next week. They're they're hammering out the new rules right now. But basically, they're going to be checking players like 15 to 20. They're going to go out to the mound like all day type of thing. They're going to constantly be checking you uh, because players – thing is, players will always come up with new ways, but it's an interesting conversation that we'll have uh, with Jason about this. There's a great article uh, on SI.com, Sports Illustrated, long-form – uh, the Daily Cover. This should be the biggest scandal in sports, uh, some people are saying. The inside story of how rampant pitch doctoring is in Major League Baseball and uh, is pumping pitchers up at deflating offenses. It never ends with baseball, does it? Like, they'll just consistently and always find a new way to cheat. And even if you cracked out on all these substances, they're going to come up with a new substance. The late night anger management class. Bring it. Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah. We we can't get over it either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 